Here's the truth. You have the power to be exactly who you want to be. But here's the challenge. Your life can't really change until you change your perspective about your circumstances. So today, episode 20 on the podcast and how a simple mind shift can rejuvenate us and bring the big change we're waiting for. Ready? Let's get started. Welcome to the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast, a place for practical ideas and powerful inspiration to help you step out of stress and overwhelm and into a balanced life full of peace, purpose, and meaning, the full vibrant life that God has planned for you. So find a cozy spot and let's get started on today's episode. Hey there, welcome to this episode of the Vibrant Christian Living Podcast. I am your host, author and Christian life coach, Alicia Michelle, and I am here to help you, the amazing woman that you are, create balance, create purpose, and a clear roadmap to a happier life. The other day, my husband and I were down in downtown San Diego. We live in San Diego and we had an afternoon to ourselves. And so we went into downtown and decided to have lunch down there. And One of the places that I wanted to visit and I was hoping to find, but I didn't really know what street it was on, was this place called Cafe Gratitude. And I had heard about it. A friend of mine had told me it was her favorite place to go, but I really, like I said, didn't know where it was. And my husband's one of those people that just sometimes if we don't know exactly where it is, he's not really wanting to drive around all over the place. (laughs) And uh, we were kind of on a schedule. So anyway, all that's to say that we were downtown driving and I saw it and I said, oh my gosh, we got to pull over because that's that place I was thinking of. And so we did. And when you walk up to Cafe Gratitude, it is very unusual in that, that there are words all over the windows. There's words on the walls and on your menus, and even on the plates when they brought out the food, which was really interesting. And it all had a message about perspective. One of my favorite things was that on the menu, every item on the menu had a different name. Like it wasn't like green salad or something. It was like the name of the dish was called calm, or it was comfort, or it was alive, or vibrant. Actually, vibrant was one of the dishes, which I thought was really interesting. And it was all of these words about positivity and and stuff. And, you know, there's there's some people who would say, oh, that's just like, you know, gobbledygook, like whatever, just positivity. But I loved what it said on all the windows, things like, I am brave, I am strong, I am able I am confident. I am all of these things. And you just sit there and you read these messages and you think, I am. I am all of these things. So I started thinking about how that power of that concept, perspective, really can alter our day-to-day and really can alter our decision-making for the long run. And I was thinking about those times in my life when I've had to make big changes or I wanted to make big changes it really began with my perspective. And so many of us feel stuck because we're like, okay, well, this is a difficult situation I'm in, or I don't know how to get past this. I would encourage you, if you're in that place today, to start with perspective. And if you want that breakthrough, if you want that change in your life, then today's episode is for you because we're going to talk about that, how shifting our perspective can really shift our our view of the situation itself and take us to that that next stage. And Again, I'm I'm not talking about um, 
of, of being able to completely control our destiny by having a different perspective. I'm not talking about believing something long enough and it just kind of appears, you know, some people call that a different, like a prosperity gospel or just different things like that. And that's not what I'm talking about today. What I'm talking about is just our ability, our God-given ability to view our circumstances, to view where we're going, to view where we are, and to decide this is what we're going to think about it, because that really does make a difference in our everyday. And so we're going to talk about three different steps that we can use to change our perspective on life, on money, on work, on stress, even how we relate to food, whatever it is that you're going through today. So first of all, what is perspective? I like to think of perspective as your lens of how you see the world. All that you process, all that happens to you, how do you, how do you see that? And here's the secret about perspective. No one can take it away from you. No one, nothing. You are completely 100% in charge of your own perspective and you can determine your perspective, bad or good. There's a sign in my kitchen and it says, she knew that if she believed the truth, the facts would change. And I think about that and talking about perspective because when I have the perspective that's in line with God's view for what I'm going through right now, it changes what my reality is. And what I mean by God's view is that if we believe that God is for us, then we can agree with Him and choose to believe that good things are going to happen. We can choose to be confident. We can choose to be brave. We can choose to be all of these things that the Bible says we have in Christ. So, What does that look like? And what does that look like lived out? I want to share with you a couple of different stories about perspective. I read a story once about these World War II soldiers that were in an internment camp. And it was just, you know, obviously a horrible place full of torture. And there was one soldier who got out of this camp. There were several who got out, but it was only a handful compared to the, you know, huge numbers that were in there. And the soldiers who got out of the camp Um, had a different perspective, it turns out, than those who ended up dying in the camp. And this soldier who had gotten out was explaining that. He said that what distinguished them and their perspective from the other soldiers is that they didn't put a timeline on when their escape would happen. They just had a hopeful perspective, but they somehow knew that if they limited it or they said it will happen by Christmas or it'll happen by Easter, then that would really affect their perspective, their lens on the situation, and that their hope would eventually crumble away. And that was what kept them going is that they just, they didn't have this artificial timeline. And so often when we're talking about perspective as it relates to achieving what we want in life or, or making, having a better view of what our circumstances are, we think, oh, well, you know, it will be better by this time. Or, or, or all of these things and, and or my life will be different by this time. And we just really don't know. So it's interesting that when we can just choose to say, I'm going to believe the best and I'm going to believe that God's best is what's going to happen here, no matter what happens, then that is when we can really keep hope alive. And you probably have heard too about many brothers and sisters who are imprisoned for their faith. And time after time we hear of the horrible things that they have to go through. And yet we still hear them having joy and happiness because by the power of God, they didn't let their outside circumstances steal their inner peace and joy. That foundational truth of the hope that goes beyond this world. And in the last episode, we talked about hope. We talked about how to have hope in trials. 
And I want to be clear first that finding hope and a godly perspective at all times is possible because of who we are in Christ and having a, you know, a, just a, a positive attitude or, or, or a different perspective is, is not just a human thing that, that obviously we have to have that partnership with God. And, um, that's important, of course, but I want to emphasize today what we're talking about is the power of our perspective to hinder or to hasten the life that we're wanting. So we have the ability to let it come more quickly and to be more in flow with what's going on around us, or we have the ability to hinder it and to be angry and to, to come inside ourselves and you know beat ourselves up and, and doubt, all those kinds of things. So let's start first by determining what our lens looks like. Because of course, the lens that we see everything through, the world through, that's going to be a huge determining factor of what our perspective is. So let me ask you, what do you believe about yourself? What do you really believe about your circumstances that you're in? I mean, if you're being really, really honest. So sometimes like we think we have a certain perspective, but really we don't. And our actions and our thoughts serve as the true barometer and the filter for our perspective. It's like, we think, oh yeah, you know, I believe this, or, or I believe that um, this change can happen, or, or I believe that my life is okay. And then yet we have all of these inner critic thoughts or all these things that are just, just tearing us down. And we think, well, what, why? It's just maybe my perspective's a little off here. And we're not saying that that life is should be perfect. Like we're not saying that we need to have these these rose colored glasses and then just assume and and believe that everything's going to be great. You know that's that's not what I'm saying here. But I am saying that we have a choice to fall into those traps of negative thinking, of dwelling on um, the parts of it that are that are difficult, versus believing the truth, the underlying truth of what God says, and that is that He's with us, that He loves us. And that he's for us through the situation. And so if we can get in harmony and in line with that, that can have the power to change our mindset on everything that happens to us. So the question really is, when we talk about our lens, what version of the truth will you believe about yourself and your circumstances? You have the power to decide what that looks like. So if we decide, well, I don't like the way I'm looking at my life right now. I want to change things. I want to be different. Great. That's awesome. So let's talk about some ways to make that shift, to shift things to something different if we feel like we're stuck in a negative perspective so that we can get to these places we really want to go, so that we really can have a happier, better life. Well, I like to think of it as three steps, and I, I think of them as the three A's, this kind of big circle that all connects together. So to maintain that healthy perspective, it's it's kind of like I said, it's ongoing cycle, not something we arrive at, but something we're just kind of continually doing maybe more heart work in the beginning until it becomes more of something that's just part of us, but um, is really something that's ongoing. So the first A is assessing. So determining what you want to change, how you want to change it, what's going on, you know, what's that about? The second A is acknowledging, recognizing what our perspective lens looks like. I mean, being real about it and saying, yeah, you know, that's, <laughs> I need to shift some things and how I, how I look at my life. And then the third A is action, moving forward by taking baby steps and big steps to change your perspective. And so this is really important. Um, I use this, like I said, when I'm, when I'm talking to my coaching clients, because if we want real change in life, it has to come from this holistic approach. We have to start with our perspective because perspective will either support 
like I said, hinder or hasten, it's either going to support or it's going to just break down and keep you, hold you back from the growth that you really want. And a healthy perspective always starts with lining our lens up with what God's perspective is. So let's start with step one. We're going to break these down, assessing, determining what you want to change and how you want to change it. So most of us have a good idea of what needs to change or where we want to go or just what needs to happen to be different. So I would love for you in this step to identify what the hurt is. What is that big frustration? Just this is probably the easiest part, right? Because we, it's right at the surface. We're annoyed by it. We're frustrated by it. And we, we we just, you know, we don't feel good about it. So what is the hurt? How do you want it to change? And be super clear about what is able to be changed, right? And what's not able to be changed, In other words, what's in our control and what is not in our control. And writing this out, putting it out on paper. This is a critical step because we need to be able to delineate that if something is out of our control, we have to decide that it's still something that, I'm going to say that again. So we have to recognize if something is in our control or isn't in our control. And that gives us freedom because when we know that something can't be changed, we have two options. We can either keep going and and just kind of let whatever happens affect us, or we can decide, I'm going to believe that this is lined up with God's perspective and that it's going to be for my best, and I can do all that God has asked me to do throughout this situation. And that comes down to, again, just having that ability to decide what you want to focus on. And that comes to step two, acknowledging seeing what your perspective lens looks like right now. So if we are feeling really stuck or we're going through something difficult, chances are you probably have this negative covering on your lens. And there's nothing wrong with that because, again, we need to be truthful about these things. It's not like we're going to sit here and be like, yay, you know, I have cancer and I'm, I'm still smiling, but to still be, you know, bitter and angry on the inside. And that's what a lot of us try to do when we tackle perspective. We just put on this good face, you know, and we just keep going. But really, we're like, oh, my gosh, I hate this. And that's, you know, I think what was really important with when it comes to perspective is not so much what we project to the outside. That is partially important, of course. But what are we really believing on the inside? Because on the inside is our motivation that's going to cause the action to either, again, hinder us or hasten us to where, toward where we want to go. So we've got to, in this step, this acknowledging, identify where we're at, what we're really thinking, and be real about it. Just get it out. Grieve it. You know, if it's, if it's just as awful, go through the emotions of it. Give yourself space to purge it and get it out there. There was a story I heard from a man named Hal Elrod, and he, if you haven't heard of him, he's an amazing motivational speaker. He wrote a book called The Miracle Morning a couple of years ago. But what's interesting is that he has survived now two near-death experiences, and he uses those experiences to help other people have a fresh perspective on their difficulties. And he has a brand new book out now called The Miracle Equation. And I won't go into what The Miracle Equation is, but he has something called The Five-Minute Rule. And I love this. He says, you are allowed to vent or to feel the emotions for five minutes. But after that, you need to take a deep breath. And you need to acknowledge that if you can't change something, then there's very little value in focusing on it and holding on to it. So he's like, every negative emotion 
is something that, you know, is, is self-created because it's, of course, we are naturally inclined to think, of course, I'm sad. Like in this, in his case, he had cancer or, you know, maybe you're thinking, well, my mom died. Of course, I'm sad. But what causes, I mean, that's normal to feel that way, but what causes the, the emotional pain is the resistance to what's going on. So when something that doesn't meet our expectation comes into our lives and we resist it, we think, I wish this didn't happen or I wish I didn't have cancer. It's, that de- it's to that degree of resistance that we put towards those things we can't change. That's the degree of resistance. That's the degree of emotional pain that we create for ourselves as a result of it. It's really, really interesting because we think, what, what is the point of having that negative perspective when God says, you know, again, he's with us through the trials. He's with us through the pain. He's not saying that we can't be honest about it, but it's like, what are we going to dwell on? What are we going to focus on through this? What is going to be what we choose to make our lens of how we're going to live our lives? And we got to be honest about that. So Hal had says, I, I heard him say once, I'm not going to let the blank define my quality of life. And he tells that he gave us that quote from the point of when he was in a car accident and he was told he was never going to walk again. That literally was what he told his wife is he said, this is going to be the best thing that ever happened to me because I'm not going to let this accident define my quality of life. That's amazing. Like, do you realize the power that is? How just switching our mindset towards what could be from this instead of why, why, and why do I need this? And what is going on? And and poor me, all of these things, again, natural to believe and okay to get out and important to get out, but not to be places where we can live on and stay on. This takes mental practice, obviously, like this is not something that I have mastered. This is something that I feel like God has spoken to me on and taught me through a few examples, which I'm going to share in a minute here. But we, what's encouraging about this And what I want to encourage you with, if you feel like, okay, like that seems like I could never do that, is I want you to realize that you formed the patterns in your brain to automatically jump to, if you have a problem with this, say dwelling on the difficulties and asking the whys and feeling stuck and and just continuing in this downward spiral. Like that is something that your brain learned. So why can't we reform this and then practice that like a muscle? Why can't we say, No, I feel confident. I feel brave. I feel like I can conquer this and I can do this because God believes that in me and he has given me this and he's going to use this for great things. I believe that and I'm going to choose to let that be what I focus on through this situation. And that radically changes everything, doesn't it? So when I've shared before about my husband losing his job, so I had to decide really quickly, really quickly what was going to be my perspective through it. How was I going to, number one, treat him? How was I going to interact with him? Um, how was I going to be his support as his wife? I mean, what was I going to say? Was I going to sit there and worry and be scared? Even if I did feel those things, I had to decide that's not going to be helpful to him, to me, to our family. And I realized that we, my husband and I, we had to present a why do I say this? Not a front in a bad way, but we had to have a game face on for our kids because they were looking to us like, okay, like what do we do now? And we wanted to have a unified front together to say, 
this, we are our family. We believe what God's going to, that God's going to bring great things out of this. And we're going to choose to dwell on that. We're going to choose to focus on that. Because if we didn't, we would have just disintegrated into chaos. I mean, they were looking to us to have that perspective. I mean, how, do, how are they supposed to be stable if mom and dad are freaking out? And I knew that it kind of like within the first day or two, I, I felt the Lord just say, you're going to have to choose. What are you going to do? I'll give you the ability. I'll give you the ability day by day, step by step, but it's going to be a choice. And that's what I had to do. So I had my moment and it wasn't just at the beginning. I'm not going to just say, oh, it was just one time I cried and I got over it. No, (laughs) there were several times when I had to go through that. But in the beginning, I for sure, my husband and I together had our moment where we grieved, we cried and we screamed and we asked why God and, and, and what's the point and all of these things. But then we said, okay, where are we going to go from here? What are we going to focus on? And what's our perspective? We drew a line in the sand and we said, no, we are not going to wear this lens of poor us, sad us, all of these things. And we absolutely decided that we were going to use this as that God himself was going to use this in our lives. And so therefore, we were going to think of this as an adventure that God was doing in our souls, in our spirits. And that perspective changed everything. So it's, it's, it's logically, it's, it's sometimes hard to think about these things. And, um, what I have learned and what I did learn through that whole experience, um, was to take Philippians four, four to six. And that's a verse that we've probably used a lot in the church, but it's something that I really, really pray that you can think through and look at because there's so much power in there. And if we, if we, you can break it down and apply it to the concept of perspective, it can change a lot of stuff in your life. So let me read it for you. It says, don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. And now, dear brothers and sisters, one final thing. Fix your thoughts on what's true and honorable and right and lovely and pure and admirable. Think about the things that are excellent and worthy of praise. Keep putting into practice all you learned and received from me, everything you heard from me and saw me doing, and then the God of peace will be with you. So I broke this verse down in terms of perspective, and I I broke it down into basically what I saw, the action steps that God had. So first, asking giving, you know, what do you need help with? And this, don't worry about anything, pray about everything, tell God what you need, thank him for all he has done. I had a prayer list of what can I pray for? Yes. But then I quickly moved into step, the second concept of then you'll experience God's peace and his peace will guard your hearts and minds. And I did that by releasing the fears and relaxing into God's peace. So I didn't dwell on the negative, scary parts. I chose to say, no, I believe I believe that there's good that's going to come of this. And then I did this final thing, which is in um, verses eight and nine. And now, dear brothers and sisters, fix your thoughts on what's true and honorable and right and pure and lovely and admirable. And then think about things that are excellent and worthy of praise. If you were to look at my phone, and I believe I still have it on my phone, there is a list of, of things in my life that during that time were true, things that were honorable things that were right, that were pure, that were lovely, that were admirable. I mean, and some days I had a really hard time thinking of them because I was really struggling, but I had them written down. And so I could go back to them and I could really begin to just absorb them. So one of them was 
um, on what is true. What's true is that my husband loves me, is that my husband, even though he doesn't have a job right now, he is working really hard to change that. And not that's not every situation for husbands who are unemployed or men who are out of work. So I'm blessed and I'm going to choose to be grateful to God for that. Um, something pure and lovely, pure is that my daughter, she had this beautiful way of of being honest with God about the situation, but also believing in God and what he was going to do through this. And that encouraged me. So, I, you know, you just find those things, those things that that are rooted in gratitude that come forward and can give you the ability to keep that lens on that perspective. And it doesn't have to be a perspective, again, that you own. I'm going to have this perspective from now for the next year. You know, it's just this moment. God only asks us to have that perspective for this moment and we can do it for the moment. It's just taking a breath and doing it in the moment. And that's how I survived that daily cloud of worry and what ifs that surrounded unemployment. And that's how I changed my perspective from fear and anxiousness and the loss of control um, and how I, I really gave a new mindset and transitioned it to peace, to trust, to excitement, and to joy. So one thing we did, which was kind of fun, a year into the the trial, again, we had no idea how long this was going to be. And if you had asked us in the beginning that it would have been a, a year, we would have thought, oh my gosh, like never. And it ended up being 18 months. But at that year point, we decided that we had a choice. Again, perspective. We could think of that as Oh my gosh, we have been out of work for a year. Lord, are you going to do anything? Like, what is going on? I mean, we had to, you know, that was a very real perspective. That was a natural perspective, of course. Or we could have a different perspective. And again, we knew that our children were watching us. And we knew that there were several people in our lives who had been praying just so faithfully for us. And we believed we we had just seen God do small miracles along the way that we believed that we were going to have a different shift and a different perspective on it. And so what we did is we decided to have a party. We had our one-year anniversary party, and we invited a lot of those friends who'd been praying for us. It wasn't a huge party. It was just enough to of pe- for those people that really, like I said, were involved and knew the deep struggle we were enduring. And we had a celebration of recognizing what God had done, that even though we had been without provision for a year, here we were. Our house was still paid. Every month, the mortgage had gotten paid somehow, that we were still eating, that the Lord had provided in such amazing, miraculous ways. And we wanted to celebrate that. We wanted to celebrate. I'm going to say that again. And we wanted to celebrate that. We wanted to publicly say we're taking a stand and we're not letting this take us down and take us under. We're choosing to focus on the good and what he is going to do through this. And of course, again, like I said, there are times when my perspective gets worn out and tired. And, and there are times when my perspective sags and I, you know, we're not talking about having a perfect perspective and living up to something, but it's just being aware. It's being aware of what is your perspective saying and, and what can we do to shift it? And now, of course, there are things that we can do to keep it in um, a good place. And that's what the step three is, that the last A, the action, we're going to move forward by taking the action to change our perspective. And 
the practical application of creating a, a godly perspective on things is number one, spending time with God to have him fill us with his perspective on the situation. And we need constant reminders of who he is, his power, his strength, his ability to do miracles in, in when there seems like there's no way, um, his ability to give us the strength to get through difficult times. We need to hear that. And so I wrote Bible verses down like that. I um, was doing my best to think about them and meditate on them. It was a very active time. Perspective is often very active, right? And um, journaling out hard emotions as they come up. That's what those were some of the action steps I took during that time specifically. But even now, even if I have a hard day or I feel like there's just come some kind of difficult thing in my life, these are the kinds of things that I'm implementing and doing regularly just to keep that perspective fresh and clean and to keep things um, focused on what's true, what's true about my life. Lastly, I wanted to say, you know, about perspective, changing your perspective may not be changing your perspective from a difficulty, but just changing what, like the trajectory of your life, what you want to accomplish, what you want to become. You know, maybe you're trying to change part of your personality or you're, you're trying to create something about yourself that isn't there because you believe that you have the potential for that. And that actually happened to me um, when I transferred to college. Um, I transferred as a junior. I went to a junior college first and came into the university as a junior. And I moved three, you know, 2,000 miles away to the other side of the country to go to school. Didn't know a soul in the state, truly. Um, but what I did is I had decided in that moment that I knew I was kind of an, of an introvert and was someone who didn't know anybody, but I didn't want to have this, this really lonely, boring lifestyle because I didn't know anybody. And I knew that if I didn't take a, a, a different perspective on how to handle this and didn't choose to step out and take action, then my life was going to be pretty miserable for the next few years in college. And I, I wanted a certain experience in college. And I'm like, I'm not having that. I'm not doing that. So what I, did of going through these three steps when I was assessing the situation, I decided, you know, I wanted to be more outgoing and I wanted to make more friends. Um, acknowledging that it felt weird and comfortable, and I but I focused on the joy of how much happier I would be if I did it and what I really wanted to become, which was much more extroverted, much more kind and welcoming. Um, and that was something that I just really did change about my personality. And then lastly, because of that, I took this action. I intentionally sought out friendships, even though it felt awkward at first. Um, I would be that girl who would go up to the other girls in the, the dorm area and I would just be like, hey, you know, how's it going? I'm Alicia, blah, blah, blah. And I struck up conversations and um, I would be the one who would say, hey, can we get together tomorrow for coffee or whatever? And would make it happen because I knew that that was what needed to happen. I had to shift it, but I had to get beyond that place of, I don't like this. This is hard, you know? So the power of perspective to move things in life is, is really, is, is so important because again, if we have the wrong perspective on how we're living, there's, you know, God can give us so many blessings. And if we are seeing them just from a different perspective, um, there's there's nothing to do that can fix that. It's like that that communication block in between what who we are and what the reality is. I mean, there are people, of course, who are who are millionaires who in, in our quote mindset and the or in the world's mindset have everything they need and yet they're miserable. And it has to do with perspective, right? 
So today, I hope this conversation on perspective encouraged you, gave you some practical ideas. Um, and I pray that you will think through those difficult issues you have in your life, or maybe something that you want to change your, about yourself and transform into, and think about how you can apply these three A's, assessing, acknowledging, and action towards that, and how you can get a fresh new perspective on your life and and really discover some lightness and discover a new place, a new better place that God wants you to be in. So drop me a line over at Instagram at Vibrant Christian Living, and let's talk about it. I would love to hear just some of those things that you are working on with your perspective. And I'll be sharing some things that I am getting help or asking God to help me with my perspective. Because again, perspective is not something we master, but the good news is that we have tools that we can always go back to and strategies that help us so that we're continually just being aware of these things and we're always moving closer to where we want to be. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for being a part of this community and look me up on Instagram and let's continue this conversation. All right. I'll see you next week. Thank you for joining me for today's episode. If you were encouraged or inspired by what was shared today, I would love it if you could take two seconds and leave an honest review on iTunes. I love hearing from you and these reviews help others find the podcast. And of course, be sure to subscribe to the show if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode. Bye for now and I will see you back here next week.